Will he tip the card? I know I've said it before, but given the, the series of events that leads me into your studio today, Michael, I think there is something happening. There's something in the air. We'll tip the card in. I'll tip the card this weekend. Mick Sharkey joins Racing Pulse to preview the big races in Friday Form Focus. Oh, wow. What a Friday Form wow. Focus we have. Cox Plate weekend. It is finally here, and uh, we have a ripping Cox Plate. I can't wait to sink our teeth into mm. it with the shark. Uh, and we're going to look at the Valley tonight. We're going to give you the quaddy tonight at the yes. Valley just to fill your pockets to have a punting responsibly marathon Always at the Valley tomorrow. How are we, Shark? Very well, Michael. How are you? I'm good. That's Very good, good indeed. That's good. You um, look resplendent today, I will say. Well, just in a jacket, yes. Well, you've got the shirt and the, the nice shoes have been polished and whatnot. Speaking of, and this is going to be the only little piece of diversion we have because we are so oh. pressed for time and want to cover everything today. Is this a cashier you've the got? The Herald well? Sun today has revealed that at Flemington, the VRC has now um, evolved its dress code for males. Sorry. You can wear tailored shorts oh, no, I don't with your that. suit. So it's a suit on the top and a tailored short on the bottom. It is. Would you like that in the members? Okay. Here's my thoughts. <laughs> Since you asked. It is the worst look. <laughs> On a grown man, a jacket, shirt and tie and shorts. Come on, guys. If anybody is contemplating wearing that get-up in public, unless you are a private school student... You could put your hat on as well. Have a good hard look at yourself. It is the worst look in the history of fashion. You'd need some good legs. The worst look. Where's Sharky? That'd rule you you and I out. My baby cows are looking pretty good, Uh, don't worry about that. Anyway, uh, good luck to uh, those that have uh, the confidence to wear it. Well... Um, Let's hope, let's hope our Melbourne weather Lack is hot enough to be page. wanting to have shorts uh, through the four days of Flemington. We've got a cracking day tomorrow, which we is do. good. 24 degrees, although um, we are going to get some heavy wind tomorrow. Mm. So uh, Marty Sine is going to join us in a minute because I want to find out what the wind exactly is going to be at the Valley tomorrow. Mark Hunter this morning was saying it could be up to 50 k's an That's hour, strong. which is going to change not just the... The track itself dynamic, but the way races are run and uh, whether you're trying to find cover as well. But um, overall, the depth of the, the Cox Plate tomorrow, 12 starters, and I think almost any of them, um, I wouldn't be surprised if they won. 10 of the 12 at least, I'd be pretty um, unsurprised. It's that open race this year. So a north wind would be blowing them home? Sorry? Is it a northerly wind? Is that what we're looking at? That's a northerly, yes. So that would be sort of blowing them home, wouldn't it? So you, you're down the back, you head into it. Correct. And then you're turning and it's got Correct. your side on and then you come in. So what you're telling me is you need cover. That's right. Mm. Mm. Stevie Arnold, when I have a chat to him a little later, will tell us exactly how to ride the valley when there is a strong wind. Marty Sonnen's out on the track as we speak, so we'll get to him in a moment. Uh, we will dissect the Cox Plate, runner by runner. But what we're going to do, Shark, is let's start with the valley tonight, and we'll do okay. the quaddy legs, because it's the Mooney Valley Gold Cup tonight. Uh, and eight of the best... There's a few short price favourites, but it's a... It's eight a, of the best. It's a, <laughs> there's it's, eight. Well, I'm just trying to be nice. Uh, there's a few thin races and there's a few short price favourites, including in the first leg of the quaddy, which is the Chautauqua. She dances is into $1.95 now, Sharky, tonight. Um, do we go very skinny in this first leg of the quaddy? Um, or do you want to put a couple more in? I think you can trim it up a little bit. I don't know, $1.95 is too short for me. I thought 
ranting who were with mm. last start. I really liked that win. I can't see why this horse is seven. I think I saw seven dollars before. You know, as a little each way play, two by three, one by three. Have you like to do it? Ranting's a great bet. I think he's going really well. There's good speed in the race. She dances Lombardo. Uh, Semyon likes to bounce and get rolling. We saw that last time in the Ranting race. Are really positive and really wanted to push him out and get that lead early. Uh, Helix has shown uh, speed too. So. Ranting may be the beneficiary of that tempo, and he might just be able to lob on the back of that pace, save for one last run. And that's where I think the Valley suits this horse because, to me, he goes best when he's held up, held up, held up, held up, like he was last time. Gap comes or the opportunity comes to quicken, and he's there. I think he's against the favourite who can win, but I think he's at the price a, a better play for me. So $6, $7 ranting uh, each way play in the first leg of the quarter. Uh, no pot she dances? Is it just no, the price? just the price. That She's extremely hard to beat. Obviously, good gait. Linda Meach riding well, coming off a, a good, strong win on speed last time. Yeah, really hard to beat. All right, give us your quarter numbers in the first for tonight. Three, five, six. Three, five, and six. So she dances, the five, ranting, and semi on. The six in the first leg of the quaddy. Well, we've got Marty signing now, so let's go to Marty before we look at the second leg tonight because uh, he's just been out on the track. Rail true tonight, rail true tomorrow, as has been the tradition over the last few years. And Marty joins us. Morning, Marty. Morning, Michael. Morning, Shark. Hello, Marty. Um, this is your big weekend of the year. Uh, the track, uh, no doubt, will have been prepared beautifully for it. Uh, and it seems that the weather gods will be on your side, although we are hearing there's going to be some really strong winds tomorrow. What's the latest forecast? Yeah, it is going to be good, which is uh, very rare for Mooney Valley Cox Bay time. We normally get a heap of rain this weekend, but uh, I think they're on my side this year. Um, I just spoke to the duty forecaster, and um, the winds aren't going to be as strong as what they thought. They're still going to be around that 30Ks, but originally they were looking around 50-kilometre winds from the north. So... With the 30k winds, um, I'm a lot happier about that. Mm. Absolutely. So they're still from the north. Does that, I suppose, strength uh, 30k's have much of an impact in how races are run? Not really. It's, it's behind their heads um, coming down the straight. And in saying that, it'll be on their uh, right-hand shoulder coming up past the school. So you'd probably want a little bit of cover on the inside there, I think, coming up past the school. But with that, you get a bit of protection from the legends there on the home turn. And then... Um, yeah, with the wind behind them, I think they should be able to run on. So I don't think it'll have too much impact, or not as much as what it would if it was 50k winds. And what about from a drying perspective? Yeah, I think the track will dry out. Um, I'm on a good four at the moment. I reckon we'll get to a good three tonight. So we will put some water on tonight. We'll just work out how much that'll be. We'll do some moisture during the race meet tonight, just to see how much it has dried out throughout today. And I reckon we'll probably put that five to eight mil on tonight, and that'll enough to get us on that good fall for the start of the day tomorrow and then hopefully an upgrade later on but I don't want it too firm when we start to get mm. to race 9 and 10. Clearly you didn't need water last year but how often have you watered <laughs> after the Manicato or, or the uh, what was the Manicato meeting before Cox Plate Day? I don't think I've watered for about four years to be honest. <laughs> Normally we're on a good three for the Manicato and then those storms come through, seem to come through every Friday night mm. but um, last year we copped 36 mil after, after the Friday night uh, this year, we're going to just cop uh, about five to eight mil of irrigation. Okay. Um, give us the history of how the track has played with the rail-rail placement on Cox Plate um, Day. I think overall, the Friday nights, it's raced very quick, I reckon, the last four or five years, um, just naturally because I've had it around that good four to good three. 
And then with the rain that we have been getting over the last couple of years, I think that um, it's raced pretty even across on the Saturday. They just seem to get off that rail for the, the last couple of races as it does start to chop out because of the rain. So this year I don't really expect that. But in saying that, there will be a little bit of marking on that inside, so they may just get off one or two. But um, I think it'll race very even both days. Yep, true, true for tonight and tomorrow. So by the time the Cox Plates run, 10 past five tomorrow, uh, it'll be race 17 of uh, 18. Do you think it'll be a good track by then? Oh, I do. Well, we'll probably start off on a good four. I'll try and have it as close to a, a soft five as I can in the morning without calling it a soft five. So it'll have to get, like, the wind and that will dry it out. But I expect it to be on a good three. But in saying that, it won't be a, a firm good three. It'll just be a nice one I'll get into it nicely and hopefully be able to run on. Yep, a good three by the Manicato. Uh Have you got a couple of selections for us tonight, tomorrow? I'll give you tonight's winner, all right, because I'm, I'm on a roll. I think I did the last one. I'm going to go down and declare in the Mooney Valley Cup. Mm. Yeah, that, that, well, that's, that's the Cox Plate form line, isn't it? It is. And then tomorrow we're naturally going to throw in Paratrezis because I don't think there's anything there that can beat that. I think it's a superstar. And then for the Cox Plate, I'm going to, I'm going to stick with Gay and go with Alligator Blood. Do you like it? He's given us the treble. He's, that's how confident yeah, he is, Marty. I like it. Yeah. You, can, you can hear it in his voice confident. when he's on, too. <laughs> I think he's on. He is indeed. Uh, Marty, enjoy tonight and tomorrow, mate. I know it's going to be a big 24 hours for you and the team. No worries. Thanks for that, guys. Marty Simon joining us there. So I think it's pretty much as we expected. It's good to hear that those winds have come down not as strong as what was predicted. So it'll get to a good three tonight, be on the on the worst side of a good four tomorrow to start with and probably by the time the Cox Plate runs, we could be on a good three, which means we'll talk about it a little later, but is there another discussion around Gold Trip? Mm. And if it gets to a good three, do they pull him out? I spoke to Dave Eustace yesterday and I'll play you that grab a little later as well. Uh, let's get back to the Friday night quaddy though. Uh, we're up to the second leg, which is the JRA Cup. Uh, one scratch in here, take out Braden Star. The favourite is Ain't No Deal Done, who um, the Friedman team have done a brilliant job to get him back racing so well. He's the $3.20 favourite. Uh, Forgot You, four eighty. dollars so back $4.20, and then you're out to Red Sun Sensation. A small field here, Sharky. How do you see, um, I suppose, the, the pressure or the shape of this race tonight? Well, there's not a lot of speed no. here, is there, really? Uh, Bankmore from mine, you would think, would be handy, hopeful. Is probably the other horse that, that wants to naturally be there. Maybe they're positive with a horse like Shaya as well from a from a good gate. I it's 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 a tricky race. Bankmore's come back off three group ones where he hasn't been anywhere in contention, but tumbles back down into a winnable race. So you've got to kind of look at his record on paper and think, ah. He's a better horse than that, and this is his right race. Forgot you and Ain't No Deal Done go so well at this track. I think Ain't No Deal Done's two for two, and, and Forgot You's three from four. I think Forgot You was going really, really nicely. He should have finished a lot closer to Alligator Blood in that Caulfield Stakes. If you watch the replay, he sort of obscured a bit with the little time tracker um, super up in the top left hand of the screen. You can't really see him coming around the corner, but he gets sandwiched up between tiring horses. Uh, John Allen has to basically go in reverse to get around them, then to the outside. And by the time he does that, they're at the 200 metre mark. So the horse just coasts a line. He should have finished a lot better than ninth of 10 there. I thought the ain't no deal done second placing was good, 
Blake Shin got out and got rolling on him. Ain't no deal. Sort of waited, went, got onto his back and tagged him up into the race from the 300 and was a bit strong late with a uh, nice little three and a half kilo weight edge. Slight turnaround and forgot his favour. I think he can break through tonight. Ain't no deal done is the danger. Got to throw Bankmore in just in case back in grade he's going, you know, as well as those two horses. One, three, five. One, three, five. They're the, your quality numbers. It's a trappy race, though, isn't it? There's mm. five of the seven under double figure odds. Um, he's going to have to sweep them, isn't he? Uh, loop them, ain't no deal done. Forgot you off the speed as well. So um, that's Sharky's thoughts in at race number six, which is the day, JRA Cup. The feature tonight is the $750,000 Mooney Valley Gold Cup. Uh, it's a good field this year. We've got Val and Declare, obviously, who's racing very well. Uh, he's a $5 chance. Others in the market future history coming off the bar coming, $6.50. Cleveland uh, at $7. And Luna Flair, who loves this race and loves the Valley, won it two years ago, ran second last year. And, gee whiz, didn't she put the riding on the wall in what's been the strongest form race of the spring so far, that Turnbull Stakes, when she finished very strongly, $3.80. Who do you like in the Mooney Valley Cup? Uh, I like Luna Flair. Again, she's been to this track and she's done it before. She's in really good form. Fee and run was good. Underwood, just forget the Caulfield appearances. She just doesn't seem to get around that track. Uh, Back to the Turnbull last time was excellent there. I think she's going very, very nicely. Beautiful draw for Michael D. Hopefully they can be sort of midfield at worst. I don't think you want to be drifting too far back in the run. But if he can find that sort of spot on Luna Flair, I think she can win. Founder Claire, we liked it last time, ran a great race to Alligator Blood at a big price. Athabaskan didn't have the best of luck no. in the Bart Cummings. He's probably the forgotten horse. Barrier one won't be much of a help there, I wouldn't have thought. And like, he's drawn one, it's probably not ideal. Future history in 13 or whatever he is, probably not ideal for him either because he's going to have to use some petrol Craig Williams to get over and find a place on speed. Uh, if he can do that without spending too many tickets in that first 300, uh, it's got to be in the finish as well. But I'll have a little bet, Luna Flair. I think she can win again. Happy with 380? Uh, yeah, I think you'll probably get a little bit better on the night yep. too. I reckon they'll come for it, particularly if horses up on speed are, are winning. Future history will have plenty of admirers, I would have thought. We spoke to Graham Big yesterday. This is what he had to say about Luna Flair. Oh, look, she'll be very hard to beat. Um, you know, it's a competitive race, there's no doubt about that. Um, so, you know, we're using tomorrow night's race as a final lead-up into the Melbourne Cup. Uh, but, look, we're very, very happy with her. We feel that she gets in very well at the weights um, and drawn well. Um, it'll give her every opportunity. And we also caught up with Danny O'Brien. Vaughan declare he's going well, the old boy. Look, it looks a good test. You know, it's a deep Mooney Valley Cup. Uh, and he needs to win it or, or run very, very well for us to go on to a Melbourne Cup. You know, he, he did win the Melbourne Cup as a four-year-old, but he's been up the place in two of them since. So we're not really going to run him in it unless we think he can run top five or six. Mm. Uh, and, you know, to go into a Melbourne Cup with that sort of aspiration, you, you need to be winning the Mooney Valley Cup or going very close. All right, so Quaddy Legs in the Mooney Valley Cup? Uh, Quaddy numbers 3, 4, 7 and 14. 3, 4, 7 and 14. Uh, Vow and Declare, the 4 at the Baskin, the 7, Future History and the 14. 
which is Luna Flair. There's an SMS saying uh, El Bodegon's good value here. Made a good run from the tail. Uh, tail loves the valley. Uh, does he love the valley? I don't know. He's run well in a cox plate there once. The other time he was beaten out of sight in a fian. Maybe. I, I don't think he's going very well, the horse. You know, we're talking about a horse that was placed in a Cox Plate, and the best he's been able to muster so far is a ninth of 16 in a Turnbull beaten five and a half lengths. I don't know if that's... I don't know if he's going as well as he can, that horse. Uh, in fact, I would say he's definitely not. <laughs> uh, what about your old mate, uh, Alan Kerr? Why is he my old mate? Well, he's a European that... Oh, uh, I think we... Matty Stewart's in love. No, he loves, he loves him. Uh, no, not for me. Um, a couple of SMSs saying here, how much does Luna Flair's camp really want to win this race uh, if there's a penalty that comes out of it for the Melbourne Cup? Yeah, I understand that. But she, you know, you've you've got $450,000 as your first prize. I don't think we're uh, we're playing funny buggers when there's half a million bucks or, or nearly that amount on the table, do you? I, I, I don't know the financial situation of the owners, but I'm tipping if Graham Beggs taking a horse to a half-million-dollar race, he's trying to win it. What about the last leg, Sharky? And there's another SMS that says, can you just, uh, for the sake of brevity, give us the numbers that Sharky is leaving out of the quad? Yeah, there's a bit like, it's a bit like that, uh, isn't it? Mind of, you, of late. another I, SMS saying, can you say thanks to Sharky for tipping Lem Picker in the last leg, helped me go. get a $9,000 quaddy last week? There you go. The last race at the Valley, take out two, six and eight. Uh, Sirius Black is the $3.40 uh, favourite here. $3.70 far flung. Disappointing last start. Yeah, uh, it was a bit weird. Glitter and gold, seven fifty, six fifty. Um, there's a couple of others under double figure odds. How do we end the day? Uh, coming home pretty skinny here. Sirius Black has dominated his last couple of races up on speed. Has Rambler Rebel in this race for company, though? We know what Rambler Rebel likes to do, get out in front and just run them along. So Sirius Black, I would have thought, would probably take a sit on Rambler Rebel and let that horse just go and do its thing. Whether that upsets him at all, I'm not sure, but it's a great starting point in the race. You have to give Farflung another chance. The first two runs of the prep were excellent, then he went to Caulfield, and I don't know what happened there, but he was well off his best. I just assume that that was an off day, and we give him another chance. The other horse I want to put in this race, you can tell me what odds is, Miguel, you might have it up in front of you. Number 11, Koi Hoi. Yeah, he's a $6.50 chance. Building towards a win, gets some relief at the handicap here, although it takes on a you know, slightly stronger race. Uh, I just like the way he's shaping up this time around. He's my little... He's not really a knockout at $6.50, is he? But I think he's one that you have to put in the quaddie as well. They're the only three. No high-confidence bet. All right, so four, seven, and number 11 in the last leg of the quaddie. Um, what's your best play tonight? Best play tonight... I'll, you know what? I know it's a tricky little race, but I just think Forgot You is ready. I think he's ready and I think he can win that race. There's nothing that really stands out apart from that opening race, which is a cracking little contest that Chalui or whatever we're calling number two was really good. First up, Rubicon Crossing, as you said, I love that turn of foot to win that race at Mornington. 
and title fighters pretty slick. So that's a race I'm looking forward to watching. I think Forgot You will get some of mine and, and Luna Flair. They'll be probably the only two bets I have tonight. All right, that's Sharky's look at the Valley Quaddy numbers. Don't forget, we'll have a, a preview, a full preview of Mooney Valley after 11 o'clock as well. We'll take a break now, 25 past nine. Uh, get ready to go through the Cox Plate, runner by runner, and the entire Cox Plate card with a Sharky after this. Shot at him, Octagonal is just the leader, Mahogany coming again on the inside, Octagonal and Mahogany, Octagonal, Mahogany are coming to the line, locked together, it's a fantastic finish, Octagonal, Octagonal wins the Cox Plate about a half neck to Mahogany. Ah, the big O winning the Cox Plate in 1995 with Shane Dye on board as a three-year-old. After running third in the Caulfield Guineas, could it be another three-year-old that wins the Cox Plate tomorrow? It's time to have a look at it. A few SMSs coming through. Hey, Shark Blue Eyes on with Victoria Road. Uh, good gate, good jock, well-bred, similar to August Rodin, militarised, gold trip fangirl next best. Good luck. Uh, hey, guys. Uh, please make sure Sharky doesn't tip Gold Trip or Alligator Blood. I'm backing them. Just leave them out of the quaddy. Uh, another one down here saying, I've got 100 to 1 on Victoria Road in the Cox Plate tomorrow. Give it strength, guys. Well, good luck to you because I'd like to have a ticket at 100 to 1 on any of them in the Cox Plate tomorrow. Sharky, let's get into it. We'll go through runner by runner. The $5 million Ladbrokes Cox Plate. And number one is Romantic Warrior. So much spoken about this horse. Had a chat with Danny Shum this morning. He said he's now 95% fit. He still doesn't think he's 100% fit, but 95 compared to 80 to 85% fit in the Turnbull. Can he win a Cox Plate 95% fit? I think he can. Can't he? Um, he's a, he's a world-class horse, I I believe, anyway. Uh, I think the best of Romantic Warrior, the Golden 60 form, it's not like he's never beaten horses uh, from outside of Hong Kong. You know, the Japanese have gone and had a crack at him a couple of times. Uh, he gave Dubai Honor a hiding. He's, he's world-class, I think it's safe to say. If the... The gallop was great during the week. Just put aside the the comparisons from people saying that's the best work they've seen since Winks, etc. Just put put that aside. Park that. James McDonald in the last, I reckon, three weeks since the Turnbull has just been more and more confident in his voice and he's, every time he sits on the horse, he feels like he is improving and going the right way. That, for me, that's what I've needed to hear, that the horse is making positive strides. It seems like he is... If he turns up, let's call it 95%, I don't know how you gauge 95% fit, but if he turns up in that sort of shape, he is exceedingly hard to beat here. He'll be up on speed, in the firing line. His strength is his best quality. I can't wait to see him tomorrow. Where do you think he will lob? Barrier 7, uh, traditionally there's always good pressure, especially out of the straight the first time when they're trying to get their positions. Where do you see him lobbing? I think he'll be in the first four. You know, you've got Zaki from a wide gate. I think they have to go forward. Alligator Blood and Fiverr, we know where he wants to be. Um, my Obron's probably going to be positive. And then how positive are they on a horse like King Colorado? I don't think Militarise is a bang up there well, he on speed been, horse. He hasn't been jumping well. No, he hasn't been, but he, he likes to balance and finish his races off. Mr. Brightside, you'd think, would squeeze up, wouldn't yeah, he? Yeah, he'll, he'll want to hold a position. So for that first part of the race, yeah, I, I think there'll be a bit of pressure, but... Romantic Warrior is good enough to absorb that and take a forward position.
without a doubt. He, for me, he just comes across with a horse like Alligator Blood and then looks to slot in around that. So $3.90, he, he's uh, one of the... Is he is he your top? Well, tell us later. Keep us hanging. But he's a definite winning chance. Obviously, absolutely winning at chance. Three dollars ninety. Romantic warrior. Uh, number two is Zaki. Uh, he was the odds-on favourite scratch race morning two years ago. Finished fourth last year. He's an eighteen-dollar pop. I think he's racing really well at the moment. Barrier twelve's not ideal. Um, Neither can, is missing that run. Can the old boy? You know that's true. Can the old boy be in the finish? I'd love to say yes, but missing that run is is a bit of an issue for me. Prior to that, I thought he was building really nicely towards this race, and in a in an even year uh, for the Cox Plate, he might have been the old the old dog that uh, could have rolled in and just reminded everybody how good he is. Maybe a bit like a Fields of Omar type year, but missing that run is a problem for me. This is what Annabelle Nisham had to say about Zaki. I think it's hard to, to pin down instructions in a race like this. Um, it'll all depend how he jumps, but he's a, you know, I don't think we'll be trying to reinvent the, the wheel with him. Um, we'll just leave it up to up to Frosty. He had a ride on him on Tuesday, uh, but he's a he's a world class rider. He wins races on these big days. So um, look, he's going to need luck from the draw. There's no doubt about it. Um, but it's ultimately it's a, it's in Frosty's hands now. Number three is Mr. Brightside. So much discussion about him at 2,000 metres. He's drawn the gate to get the soft run and get a strong 2,000. He's a $7 chance. Uh, he wasn't too far away in the Cox Plate last year. Um, excuses made a month between runs and the firm track last start. He did get beaten a long way by Fangirl. What's your thoughts on Mr. Brightside from gate two? Despite the confidence of... Uh, the team that he'll run 2,000 metres, that's the worry for me. I, I don't know. I don't know that he gets the trip. I don't know that he gets the trip. He's He was back and ridden to get it in the Caulfield Stakes behind Animo and I'm Thunderstruck. He hit the line, but they hit the line better. If they try and take a position on him, does that just take a bit of that late race strength from him? He's an older horse. He's never gone better. You know, it's, it's the year to try, and I, I get... I get the confidence internally. They see him every day. They know how well he's going. I've still got a nagging doubt that others might run this trip out stronger than he will. Have you got him top three or four? No. Okay. Uh, this is what JD Hayes had to say about Mr. Brightside. Hopefully, smoking the pipe just behind the speed, you can see Zaki coming across from the wide barrier and the likes pushing forward. So hopefully, he gets a beautiful, cosy run in behind him. He'd be better suited with a little bit of sting out of the ground for sure. He's um, exceptional on the softer, heavy surfaces. He's very good on a good track, but he likes a bit of sting out. So um, we'll be doing a fair bit of rain dancing over the next 48 hours and hopefully it, um, the gods will listen and just absolutely pour down. That's the other aspect as well. It doesn't look like we're going to get that rain. Marty Simon saying we could no. well be on a good three by the time the Cox Plates run. That's more likely than rain coming. Number four is Alligator Blood. Seven-time Group 1 winner. He's... Arguably in career best form. He's drawn a good gate. He drew the extreme outside in this race 12 months ago. He had to work across from the outside. He's drawn to get the perfect run for Alligator Blood from gate five. He's a $5.50 chance. Is he a genuine winning hope, Sharky? Uh, I think he is. I think he'll... And I've had a little bit of a, a query, I guess, on him at the distance as well. And I took him on last time because of that. It wasn't against this sort of opposition. I think 
Vowne declare, et cetera. Like you look at where he's going, he's going to a Mooney Valley Cup. Alligator blood's here in a Cox Plate. So I think the the race last time in his opposition gave him the opportunity to, to get the trip. But in saying that, he did it very well. Mm. Did it very well. Last year, he was only beaten two lengths. And as you say, he had to work to get to that front spot. He's not going to have to expend so much energy in the first 400 metres this time around. I think that gives him a much better chance than he had last year. Is it a stronger race? Maybe. Cox Plates are really hard to win. He's going to need everything to go right, but you cannot knock the form that he's in. You just know what you're going to get with him. Absolutely. He's going to be there and he's going to try his guts out. He's he's your classic older weight for age yep. horse, isn't he? Yep. Oh, I think he's, it's a- the, he's the style of horse that we uh, uh, cried out for the last five or six yep. years and he's there. Uh, if he wins a Cox Plate, I won't begrudge... Uh, Grudge him that. Yep, he's a definite top three, top four. Nearly fifty percent winning strike. Yeah, no, it's 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 incredible. He's Some had, horse. Uh, he's had thirty three starts, fifteen wins, mm. and all of those starts pretty much have been in group company. Yeah. Uh, and he's had six placings as well. So uh, he's a superstar alligator blood. Uh, the next horse that we're going to look at is number five Gold Trip. Unlucky in this race last year. If you just came in from out of space and you watched his win in the Turnbull, you'd be going, why isn't he six to four favourite in this Cox Plate? Uh, he then ran brilliantly in the Caulfield Cup as well. Um, the dance, the song, the conversation about the weather, the track conditions. Dave Eustace, he put it on the agenda again uh, about if we get to a good three in the Cox Plate. You know, the quicker they run within reason, the better. I mean, he doesn't, also doesn't be sort of dragged out of his comfort zone either. Um, but a nice, solid tempo will suit the horse. Um, a drop of rain would be absolutely mm. superb, but I think we'll get that. So um, we'll be keeping a close eye on the track. And, um, you know, if it went to a good three, we'd be probably scratching We've been told it's probably likely to get to a, yeah. a, a good three. Is that just a little bit of gamesmanship, a little bit of posturing? If we get to 20 minutes out from the Cox Plate and it goes up a good three, do you realistically think that Gold Trip will be scratched when they've got a Melbourne Cup around the corner or they'll they'll run? The Valley traditionally is known to be a track with that bit of bit more cushion, you know, and maybe that plays a part in the conversation if the track does get upgraded, but I can understand why they would want to look after him and protect him if it did get to a rating that they weren't comfortable with. He is just going so well. The Turnbull win, awesome. The Corfu Cup run, great. Like he is in absolute peak form at the moment. You have to put him in the quaddy because of how well he's going. I'm just betting around him as far as how I'm going to – individual bets in the race. Just with that that good three track in mind. He's going to get his tempo. He's going to have a lot in his favour. But it's whether he'll enjoy the ground. I think it's inevitable, listen to Marty, that we're going to be playing on a good three. I mean, it wasn't a, a soft track in the Turnbull. No. It was a good four, though. Mm. So winning hope – Absolutely. He's an $8 chance gold trip. Number six is My Oberon. Annabelle Neesham's got two runners. Uh, he's a 50-to-1 shot, My Oberon. Again, 
maybe the 2,000 metres is the question mark. He chased home Fangirl and Mr Brightside last start. Great to see Jamie Mott with a ride in the Cox Plate. Has drawn a soft gate. Ready to win a race. I don't think it's a Cox Plate, though. I think a champion's mile would, would be perfect for this horse. Uh, he runs here probably on the way there. I will risk him in this race. Number seven is Pinstriped. Uh, this is another great story. EJ's done a great job to get Pinstriped into a Cox Plate. Uh, he's been racing well. I thought he's running the um, in the Turak. He got back. He ran on well. Um, he's drawn a bit awkwardly, though. So can he can he give these hardened wait-for-age Group 1 gallopers a start and run them down? He's another one that you would say is in career-best form. His career-best, though, versus... Gold Troops career best. There's a bit of a golf there, isn't it? It's a great. It's the the great story of the race. He's the people's horse, if you like, heading into this race, isn't he? And what a fantastic moment for EJ. He's such a good trainer and just a patient fellow. And he's just he's built this horse up to a point where the opportunity to to compete in a Cox Plate was there. Won the fee and won his way in. Now they get their reward for effort and their patience. I hope they have a brilliant day and I hope the horse runs an absolute stormer. On form, I don't think he can win. Number eight is Fangirl. $8 chance, Zach Purton, Chris Waller. I thought she was phenomenal last start. Um, She's going to get firm conditions, which she loves. The 2,000 again is a question mark. Um, This is a snapshot of what Chris Waller had to say about both Fangirl and then Militarise earlier in the week. Great with a head in the stand basically on Saturday morning, but this morning she was she was straight as an arrow. Um, she's in great form. Militarised is a really good colt that's um, got that lightweight, 49 and a half kilos. Young Zach's aboard. He was good this morning, and I couldn't I wouldn't change either of them. Where have you got Fangirl in your ratings? She oh, I really find it difficult to sort of work out where she sits in this race. She came from alongside and inside Mr. Brightside in that King Charles and blew his doors off. Like, absolutely. It wasn't just a, I went and beat it by half a leg. She destroyed Mr. Brightside, who we're all saying was, you know, the best miler in Australia. Well, she made him look like a Group 2 horse. So, elite performance. We know she loves firm tracks. She's going to get that. She's drawn to get room and sort of blend into the race. Her only go around the distance range was in the Vinery, the year that they ran the race at Newcastle. So it was 1850, not 2,000 metres, which it traditionally is. She was good, but there are others taking ground off her, like Gypsy Goddess and whatnot, but it was sort of picking her up. She's an older, more mature mare now. Oh, she's just an unknown. She's an absolute... For, for the dis, It's the distance that's doing my head in with her. We know she loves the ground. We know she's going well. The form around her looks good. It's just whether you think she'll run the distance or not. And you've got a doubt, so she's not in your... Well, yeah, we ha- kind of have to, don't you? She, it's, it's unusual for a horse like Fangirl, who's been racing in Group 1 races pretty much exclusively for the last two years. But they've all been around that 1,400, 1,600-metre mark. So they're trying now as an older, stronger mare at 2,000. Boy, there might be a moment, say, coming to the 600 metres where you're looking back through the field looking for the potential winner and fangirls just trucking into it and you think, "Uh (laughs) uh-oh, I've left this one out of the body. You know, why did I do that? It's just whether she'll finish it off and be strong enough against those horses we know want the 2,000. All right. The next horse we're going to look at is number nine, Dewess. 
they've decided to go to the Cox Plate this year. She's been running on really well. She's drawn barrier one, and it would be the ultimate fairy tale for Damien Oliver, who rides in his final Cox Plate. I think it's his 22nd Cox Plate ride. He's won two before. This is what he had to say about Dewis. I think it's a quality race this year with, you know, many chances. Um, and I'm going to have a lot of those good chances in front of me. She's a filly or mare that likes to race in the second half, so I'm going to be following some nice horses. Any winning chance? I don't know about winning chance, but you could see her sort of smothered up, held up, waiting, waiting, waiting. If the right gaps come from the 600, she's got the ability to dart up and run a really good race. I think others might just finish ahead of her at the line, though. Uh, the next horse is one of the most intriguing runners and one that a lot of punters are trying to get their head around. It's Victoria Road. Blake Shin rides for Aidan O'Brien. Opened up $7. It's been $7 out to $12 since the barrier drawn. It's mm. drawn a nice gate. Gate six. This is what Aidan O'Brien had to say earlier earlier this week on RSN. Yeah, well, we told before he went to America, we told he was a very smart horse. And, and uh, uh, actually, Joseph said all along that he, he was a, looked like a Cox's played horse, you know. So he obviously he was watching him. And uh, mm. um, and that's I suppose that's one of the first events that came into our, our minds, really. Adelaide would have ran a little bit more early as a three-year-old than this horse did. So I would say probably there might be more improvement in this horse uh, than there was. Uh, Adelaide was very ready when he went down for the Cox's place, where, where this horse is as well. But... I would imagine that he will improve on plenty over the next couple of months. Listen, he's a horse that doesn't mind falling, and uh, he has a kick, and he, and he doesn't mind driving late. So, um, obviously, if he gets a little bit of luck, um, like you wouldn't be surprised if you see him finishing off very well. What's your assessment of him, the horses he's been racing against? Can he win a Cox Plate? Uh, I think he can. I like the form around him. I like the way he's going. He's... You know, he's a Breeders' Cup Group 1 winner. You, you have to be a good horse to win anything over that weekend. So don't doubt his quality for a moment. He's been just sort of under the radar, ticket along. He's the horse that people want to tug your coat and say, hey, you know that Victoria Road? It's going really well. People want to talk about him on the on the quiet. You have to put him in the quaddy. You do not want this horse blowing you out because he's absolutely up to the standard. And then we get to the three-year-olds militarising King Colorado. Uh, we know the three-year-olds have got a great record. We haven't had a three-year-old win the Cox Plate since, so you think, in 2009, but they're usually in the finish, and it's a very similar form line militarised to so you think. This is what Zach Lloyd had to say, who has his first ride in a Cox Plate. But he, um, he knew the valley better than me. It was my first time going around there, so he taught me, and he felt very good. He was... He's a lovely, well-balanced horse, very economical with his action. He, he gets around the corners very good and he burst off the, the bend nicely and, and was very strong to the line, so I was very happy. He's $8. King Colorado's 26 He's drawn a little wider, uh, but he beat Militarise home in a Caulfield Guineas. What do you make of the three-year-olds? I uh, There's been comparisons drawn between So You Think's run in the Caulfield Guineas the year he won the Cox Plate and Militarise. They're different horses. Yes, the run is similar, kind of, but they're totally different horses. So he's no so you think militarise. What he is, though, is a horse that I believe will get better as he gets up in trip. So the 2,000 metres for me is a big key with this horse. The way the Guineas was run, and sadly the way he began in that race, meant that he had very little chance of winning it from probably the 1,200 metre mark. 
I'm a big believer in this horse's ability. I just hope that he steps with them. If he's slow from an inside That's game, be an issue. I'm done, right? I think. But he's been missing it. Joe Marrera couldn't get him out of the gates. Well, maybe Zach Lloyd can. <laughs> we don't know. Maybe that change up, maybe that's what the horse needs. I, I've i got this horse on top. I think he can win the Cox Plate, but I'll be watching it through hand over eyes that first, you know, 50 metres of race because I need him to step with the field and I need him to be positive and take a position in the first half of the field. If he does, he'll be right there at the finish. I think this is a... I think this is an elite 2,000-metre horse in the making. So he's your on-top selection. King Colorado, any any hope, top four? Not for me. Talented horse, but he really does. I think he needs his toe in at the moment. And also, Seamus Award was the last. I missed that three-year-old. He won 2013. Yeah. And then you've had a couple of Northern Hemisphere three-year-olds. We have. Um, State of Rest and also Adelaide. All right, Sharky, top four in the Cox I'll give plate. you top three. I don't do top fours. Oh, come on. I don't do top fours. Militarised number 11. 11. Number one, Romantic Warrior. One. Ten, Victoria Road. Ten. Uh, quality numbers. Quality numbers. Well, how wide do you want to go, no. really? One, four, five, ten, eleven. One, four, five, ten, and eleven. So uh, the quality numbers, Romantic Warrior, the four, Alligator Blood goes in. The five, Gold Trip also goes in. Ten, Victoria Road, and eleven, Militarise. Um, we're going to take a break. It's a great race. Into 10 o'clock. We'll come back and look at the rest of the Valley Cart. Just quickly, I'll get to a few SMSs. Hey, watch the Guineas replay. Militarise flashing home until Griff Scheid. He's run better than King Colorado. Um, there's another one here. Fangirl Vinery win 1850 on, on unsuitable soft track. Sharky, good track, top chance for mine. Mm-hmm. That's from Pete. Uh, morning, gentlemen. If it gets rock hard, the Gator absolutely loves it. Gays trained him to win over 2,000. Um, uh, Romanek Warrior has to improve. Cox Plate has upset written all over it at such an open race from another one. Will the Hong Kong punters come for Fangirl with Purton on board? That's a good SMS. I think they will. So she might also yeah. be unders on That's this. That's a really, really good. Give that person some Rabira or something, well, will you? You can have a meeting, a signed photo of Sharky. Uh, mm. Fangirl peaked at 1,600 last run. Slight downgrade. Query at the 2,000 for mine. Uh, question for Shark. Giving the huge Hong Kong dollars coming for Romantic, if you like something else, would you suggest betting into the world tote pool yes. rather than fixed? That's absolutely. Now, I'm going to double check on this. Uh, an SMS, a uh, couple of SMSs saying that if the gold cr- uh, trip camp want to scratch, they have to do it one hour before the Cox Plate. Um, if the track is upgraded. 45 minutes, it's been confirmed. 45 minutes. So if the track, after 45 minutes, prior to the Cox Plate is upgraded to a good three, bad luck, you've got to run. Um, There's a few other SMSs here. Um, Octagonal, Seamus Ward, so you think Savabil, what do they have in common? They didn't win the Guineas, yet won the Cox Plate. Um, how do you rate militarised? Sharky's got him on top. Gold Trip gets a firm track at the Valley this week. Will he run? We wait and see. A shopping trolley would get around the Valley better than Victoria Road. Um, there's some question on the international. Based uh, on what? He's I never been there. Will Alligator Blood want to lead? Choosing Barrier 5 suggests he'll want to take a sit. Well, Adrian Bott said that. Uh, they're going to leave it up to Tim Clark, but they would be happy to take a sit, um, as he's done previously as well. Uh, if Romantic Warrior is fat, how is he favoured in this, Sharky? Well, I don't think he's fat anymore. Uh, will a good track see the best of Romantic Warrior? Uh, yeah. 
I think so. Sharky, so. Sharky, please pot militarise. Leave it out of the quaddy. That's from Greg. Bad Sorry, Greg. Greg. <laughs> Sorry, we'll take Greg. a break into the 10 o'clock news. After that, the rest of Cox Plate meeting. Inside the weekend's biggest races, RSN 927's Racing Polls and Friday Form Focus. Uh, welcome back to Friday Form Focus. We've looked at the Cox Plate. Uh, morning, guys. Leroy from Perth here. Hope you've got a bit of uh, Carly's Karma at nines last week. I didn't, but well done to you. Uh, tomorrow, race eight, number two, Super Smick. One to watch for Perth. By the time Perth race eight comes along, Super Smick may well be <laughs> one that most of us are jumping on to. Uh, hey, boys, has a three-year-old ever gone on from the Cox Plate to the Derby the next week? Uh, yes, it has. Octagonal. He won the Cox Plate. He then got beaten in the derby. I remember that. And I think Savabil went from winning the Cox Plate to getting beaten in the yeah, derby plastered beaten. as well. Mm. Um, I'm not sure off the top of my head how many others have done that. Uh, let's get into the other races on Cox Plate Day. Sharky, we'll whip through the undercard here. It's it's a day where we've got some pretty thin races outside of the Cox Plate, so you're going to have to shoot pretty straight. The first race, only a small field. Here, we've got six runners, taunting $2.20 favourite, unflinching $3.80, $5 for Suto. Asford Street, he's been running really well. He's drawn barrier one. He drops down in class. He's a $6.50 chance as well. Who you got on top of the first? Well, on the noms earlier in the week, I was sort of drawing a little bit of a line around Ashford Street because I I think he's ready to win a race, but... Look at his record at the track. He, he does go well there, but he doesn't win there. With 60 kilos, I'm just wondering from Barry one if he gets into an awkward spot where he's going to need a lot of luck to get out. Unflinching will lead from two. Taunting will sit outside, unflinching in four. And the rest kind of just work themselves out from there. I got taunting on top. Uh, Fasudo's the big query runner in the race because he was pushing to yeah. get out and really get into that race at the Valley last time behind Shershov unflinching was in that, missed the start, used up too many tickets trying to get there uh, so for Sudo could be the one to cause an upset but taunting on top, not a stack of interest in the first. $2.20 favourite. Uh, race number two uh, this is a, a an open book really. Uh, mm. Blue Stratum's been the heavily back favourite but the way things are going it, it's probably... Not going to get a run. It's second emergency. No scratchings at this stage. Others in the market. These are the babies. We mm. haven't seen any of these. Uh, Bold Bastille's a four dollar twenty chance. Chosen Legend six dollars. Uh, but there's a there's a heap of unknowns here. Obviously, Sharky, uh, who's caught your eye from the trials? Oh well, uh, Blue Stratum. Obviously, he's been really good in his trials and jump outs. Uh, just one as easy as you'd like. Last time, I remember this horse at the Yearling Sales. It's an absolute. Belter, this cult. So keen to see what he can do when he gets to the races, whether it's here or during Cup Week. But he's, I think, got to be your starting point. Uh, Blue Allure, I went with on top. Another of Blue Point's progeny. Again, really liked her jump outs. She's in the field. That's why I've put her on top rather than tipping a horse that may not get a run. Uh, but loads of interest in you know the progeny of first season size like Cosmic Force, Brutal, and importantly... For us at Leneva Park, uh, number 12, Hayasugi, the first of the Royal Meetings to hit the track, has been trialling really nicely at Cranbourne for Clinton McDonald. We haven't been helped at all with the barrier. Glenn Ingram, 14. Glenn, Glenn Ingram gave it a bit of a push. The other yeah, she's a really nice okay. filly and probably typical of, of what we're seeing from Royal Meeting stock. They're pretty sharp. So, yeah, hopefully she runs well. All right. Uh, wait to see if Blue Stratum gets a run in the race. Blue Allure. 
from the Hayes camp on top for Mick Sharkey. Race number three is the Tessio. Um, it's a Group Three affair, and oh, gee, they're a bit disappointed, I think, with the uh, the depth of this race. Wish all last, she's going really well. She's a two dollar forty favourite. Got to carry fifty nine kilos. Thalassophile, the other top weight, six dollars fifty. En Francais, good run last start. Caught wide, comes over from South Australia, six dollars. Sol Choice, six dollars, but it doesn't look great depth in this race, Sharky. Does no. Wish all last just bounce control win again? Uh, maybe. I think she'll have Maricana, Delicious Tycoon, maybe Soul Choice for company. I'm really keen on, on Francais. It's ready to win this horse. Both runs from a break have been good without any luck at all. Uh, caught wide both occasions. Has continued to find the line. Uh, hit the lead in the Murray Bridge Cup, which was something given the run she'd mm. had to that point of the race. And that ran over the top of her late. She'll be peaking for this. Look, she's no... Stinking moral wish it all last is going to be really, really hard to beat given the run it's likely to have. Um, but I'll be playing on front, say. SMS here saying, uh, hey, boys, what are your thoughts on Enfrancais and the Tessio? I really like I got it. a tip from a smart racing expert last Saturday after the races at uh, Yo, uh, Yo, the what's it called? Yo, Yo, my God, in Mordialic. Oh, uh, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> was that you, Sharky? It was. It was just <laughs> getting some dinner on the way home from oh, Caulfield. I'm, I'm glad that you followed up with actually tipping it today. So it's a $6 chance on Francais. Uh, race number four is the <laughs> surprise you could remember. Uh, race Please. number four is the Crockett Stakes. Over 1,200 metres. The scratching here, we take out two and nine. Uh, the favourite is Inhibitions. Thought I had every hope last up. Maybe dropping back to the 1,200 metres where she won well. Good gate, $3.40. Saltair, $7.50. Cigar Flick, drawn wide, $6.50. Shiva, a good win last start, $6.00. Um, and Gator's giving right to party uh, mm. another chance at $9.50 in this race. Yeah, so am I. I. I think right to party and Saltaire, they're the two that I'll be playing in this race. Just, you know, it's a really even tough race. So I think at the price, both of those horses are worth a little bet. She was great at the Valley. First up behind Inhibitions, Oz Empress came out of that race and won. Atlantic Jewel, she was found with a little uh, heart murmur, yep. heart arrhythmia. So forget that. She's been freshened. Um, basically the similar sort of class of races that she's been in the first two and she's run well in one of them. Saltaire was in the Capdon Tebes, finished off really well, got into a, a really tricky spot back inside. Uh, I think she's got enough quality to be in the finish here. Numbers? Uh, eight and one. Eight. What are they, both sort of around that eight, nine bucks? Yeah, the eight is $9 and the one's $7.50. Yeah, I think I'll have a little something on each of those. Any chance Paradise City... Yeah, unbeaten and has good talent. Coming through much weaker grade than this, though, isn't it? Tachira and Bendigo. And the runner-up was picking her up on the line there Gumdrops. at Bendigo. Gumdrops, another one, good ability. You know, you put some... Floozy's probably the one that's well, coming out of those maiden races that I would prefer. Though. And yeah. Mark Hunter had her as his Ramaruffy today, don't yeah. you? Well, look at her page as well. You know, you get black type in that family and you're set for life. Another one for uh, Robert Crabtree uh, out of a really good filly, catchy, and has pre-trained at Leneva Park and impressed all that have worked with her. Race five's the McCafe Crystal Mile. Uh, again, disappointing the amount of runners in this race. There's only six. It's a group two, three hundred thousand dollar race, but gee, it's a good little field. Everything can win. Intriguing. <laughs> Antino, who was stiff in the Turak, two dollars eighty, 
prowess, the Kiwi star that would have been in a Cox Plate if she yeah. didn't have a hiccups at 380. And Tuvalu, who's just a gun. Uh, he's got great form behind the likes of Alligator Blood. Uh, over 1,600 metres in this race is a $2.90 chance as well. And as you said, Sharky, doesn't end there. Banker's Choice was a blinder in the Turek. Just Folk won this race two years ago. And Mustang Valley probably wants it wet, but... She does. Wasn't far away in a Group 1 last time. She's time. probably the one that's going to be most disadvantaged by a good track. You know, she's nine and nine starts, zero wins on good ground. But get her on a, a track with some give in it. She's really, really good. I'm with Tuvalu. I think he gets forward. I think Jamie Carr can just dictate the tempo in this race. And I think that's going to be a, a real asset. He's going so well. This is his little, I guess, step towards those races in Perth, I would have thought. After a little bit of a freshen up, we haven't seen him for a month. And that probably, I assume that's still the plan, talking to Chris Wells at Caulfield the other week. I think that's still the plan is to roll on to, to those Group 1 races in WA. I think he can do it on the back of a win. He's just a good horse, isn't yep. he? And I, I really... Interested in watching the tactical battle in this race. That's it. Antino will get back, has a turn of foot. Uh, when does it get going? Where do they put Prowess in running? You know, I would think from barrier one, Mark Zara wants to hold uh, and, and be in that first three on settling. Yeah, cracking little tactical affair. It'd be good to see Jamie Carr have a, have a decent winner on a Cox Plate. They, you know, a boost few the confidence. Ago. Just well, a boost couple of months confidence. ago, you would have said Jamie Carr's only got five rides in Cox Plate day, not a ride in the Cox Plate. And um, a number of them are double figure odds. It can so, turn quickly. You know, Don she gets a she Don gets Don a good winner here and she's away. Tomorrow. Yeah. So uh, it is a cutthroat industry, isn't it? Race six is the Three Points Motors Classic Philly. This is a more open affair. Uh, race, uh, the market here has Skybird. Gosh, this has been impressive, hasn't it? But it's been, it's into $3 now, Sharky, from barrier 11. That's got to be a touch unders, doesn't it? Um, yeah. 550 Captain Amelia, 850 Aprilla. Uh, Karina Queen gets to have every hope in the run from gate four, 750. And gee, I thought Broadcaster was enormous last start, coming down from what I think is probably stronger form. Uh, he's drawn a good gate, um, and well, she has, and it's a $6 chance. Who do you like here? Again, off nominations, you're looking at Skybird thinking, well, this is a great race for her, but Barry is everything else. It's going to be tough. She'll be back from 11, you would think. She's going to have to either come around them or try and get some luck through the field. It's not going to be an easy steer for Bo Mertens. Love the way she's going. And, you know, there's always a young stable each spring that sort of tends to emerge. Maybe it's Mitch Friedman's year this year off the back of Attrition's Group 1 and now Skybird, who's got good talent. I thought there was some real fat in the market with number five, Oceans of Energy. Uh She'll get back, so I'm hoping they can make ground. That run in the Reginald Allen was excellent. She should have run a place in that race. Was basically held up from the 350 and went to the line untested. She is a better filly than the market is telling you at $19. I've had something on her already. Mm. I think she's a really good chance if they can run on. Aprilia is the other one. It gets up on speed. You know, Amazonian last didn't walk them along last time and Aprilia was right there and strong through the line. I think she's your on-speed horse in the race. Yep. Uh, she's a six, uh, $8.50 chance, which is good value as well. So yeah. nice value from Sharknado. Oceans of Energy, $19. First leg of the quaddy is the Drummond Golf Vars. 
uh, traditionally has been a pretty good lead into the Derby. Snowman Port Lockroy come out uh, racing in Sydney. So, oh, again, this is just a ridiculous price. Her dad's now into odds on. $1.95. Um, really good run in the Caulfield Guineas. Apulia on the back up, five fifty. Um the other one under double figure odds here is Sun Source and Air Assault, seven dollars and five fifty. I wanted a back of her dad, but a dollar ninety five? Uh I think he'll just go and win the race. He's a really good horse. I think he'll win this and I think he'll just about win the derby, to be honest. He's really? he's the danger to Riff Rocket, absolutely. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really like Fur Dad. I think he's a talent. Uh, the other horse I'm interested to see here $9 from a derby the point derby. of view is Bulawayo. And I've had something on Bulawayo a ridiculous price in the derby. He'll stay. Uh, I just hope this is run at a at a genuine tempo and it's not a sit sprint. Is it going to be? Well, there are some horses here that probably don't have a great amount of talent, but they need to to get up on speed and keep sort of pressing the issue, I guess, to a to a stretch. Um, and you've got a horse like Koning who looks like a, a natural on-speed horse along with Air Assault. So I don't think they're going to drop anchor and walk. Verdad's a clear top pick. I think you'll get $2 again tomorrow, and you just bet. Yeah, I, I, I want to see black figures, but I'm, I'm with you. I'm, he's a good horse. I think he's a good good bet tomorrow. But give us something more, please. Uh, all right, Verdad, a one-outer in the first leg of the quarter, or are you going to be a little bit more um, reserved? I thought Air Assault, given that he'll be right up on speed, he's a horse that might just sort of slip a little margin, you know, at some point of the race. If Verdad's midfield and chasing Air Assault, if he can corner, take over on the corner, that sort of run, he might give some cheek. They're the only two. All right. So numbers two and four. No, three. Two and three, Verdad. Mm. Um, let's get into the Manicato. I don't think we need to spend much time here. Uh, she is a dollar forty-five Imperatriz. Do we put anything else in the quaddie? She is utterly airborne, and she's running against Group Two class horses. She'll win this. One out in the quaddie Imperatriz. Uh, who's your Cornella horse? Buenos. Yeah, I think Buenos can win. Yeah, I love can the win. horse. Can run. Second. Oh, sorry, sorry. Can run second. I love the horse. I just think a horse like Imperatrice who's absolutely rusted on Group 1 standard, when it's not just probably has the capability to win a Group 1, but he's going to need luck and he's going to need to lob in the right race on the right day. Yeah, I, I, I think he can run second, but really Imperatrice. Let's see if she can break the 1,200-metre track record as well as the 1,000. Have them all. Hey, uh, Ladbrokes Cox Plate numbers from Sharky. Sharky's going with Militarise, the three-year-old on top. Um, just give us your top three again, Sharky. Militarised to beat... 11 to beat one and 10 for third. Victoria Road. Uh, and you're throwing numbers... Uh, well, your quaddie numbers are one, uh, which is Romantic Warrior. Four, which is Alligator Blood. The five, which is Gold Trip. Ten, uh, which is Victoria Road. And 11, Militarised. So one, four, five and 10 for Sharky in the Cox Plate. And the last of 10 is the Red Anchor. Um, now, I think Barber's... Barber trolled this morning, so it's just a little a... sighter, perhaps before tomorrow. Oh, sure, you're not. <laughs> well, just, just scratch it. It ran in a trial today. Number yeah. se- number seven is out. Seven um, is out. La Perania, yep. which uh, just keep an eye on it. It'll bob up somewhere during Cup Week, I would assume. It's a really slick horse. All right, uh, Mahaba. He was really good last start. So three sixty favourite. Acho Nacho. 
I guess you've got to forgive it uh, for you its must. run last start. And Schwartz, who won well on debut, is a $3.60 chance. Uh, I'm with Archo Nacho and quite strong too. I think he's a bet in this race. Now, it sounds like prior to that Danehill, he might have just worked a bit too keenly at track work the week before, and maybe that just took a bit of zest out of him come the Danehill stakes. He's been given time to, to freshen up and get over that. If you go back and look at his Poseidon win, beating I'm Unstoppable, beating King's Gambit, you know, he was really good there. I think if he brings that level of form, he wins this race. Mahaba's hard to beat. Schwartz is the other one for the quaddy. All right, so numbers in the last Two, leg. three, ten. Two. I've left Barber in. Let's leave Barber in there as well, number one, until if it's it scratched. Okay. But we know what's probably going to happen there. Yep. All right, two, three, ten in the last. Loose on the gin, any little rough hoe? Uh, there, I, I sort of expected this horse to go to a different yep. race on Cup right. Day, a three-year-old sprint on Cup Day. I didn't expect him to be in a red anchor. We're going to get Joshy from Horsham uh, and his tips for the country in a moment. But how's this for a text message? Uh, the news which has come through this morning is that Francesco Guardi, I don't think anyone's surprised, uh, he's been put away for the rest of the spring. He's been racing so poorly this time in. And an SMS said, Matt Stewart's um, knocked over Goldman and Francesco Guardi, his two horses to follow for the start of the you spring. You think I'm bad, and then there's Matty Stewart. Campaign. Uh, Joshy from Horsham needs to give us a little bit of juice out wide this Cox Plate weekend. How are you, Josh? Oh, good, thank you, boys. What a great weekend it is, too. Outstanding. We've got plenty of country racing on as well. So have you got some confidence? Where are we heading this weekend? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to start at Yarra Valley uh, tomorrow. We're going to go race three, number two, Jefferson. Uh, this horse had been trending in the right direction before a pretty ordinary effort at Swan Hill last start where it was ridden a bit cold. Um, it had been going forward previous, and that's where it had been racing better. So expecting it to go forward tomorrow at Yarra Valley, which is always advantageous around that track. And um, we may get an each-way price about it. I'm really not sure. There's a couple in there that look pretty hard to beat, but... Um, I don't see it missing the top three anyway. So that's race three, number two, Jefferson. Race three, number two, Jefferson. No markets up there. Where's our next bet? Uh, the next bet, we're going to go to St. Arnold. Race two, number nine, hook, line and tinder on St. Arnold Cup Day. Um, look, you always like picking the form guide up and seeing uh, a debutant on those blinkers for the first time, especially when they're from the P-Pain yard. Mm. Um was ridden out to chase at a recent jump out and did so well enough to suggest that I think it's old enough to be very, very competitive and hard to beat. That's race two, number nine, Hook, Line and Tinder. How about the name? Hook, Hook line, line and Tinder. <laughs> race two, yeah. number nine, it's Sonatid. Where's the next one? Nah, and then we'll just a little speck on Monday. So another mm. attacking maidens this weekend. Um, but Nala and, on Monday, Despis, um, it's been jumping out like a good horse. So we'll trial at... Um, to tour in the fastest morning, fastest time of the morning, and did so under its own steam. So um, I've been looking forward to seeing this one get to the races. So that is death-defying uh, 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 at Benalla on Monday. Okay, uh, death-defying. Uh, death-defying. Benalla on Monday. Uh, good on you, Joshy. Hey, you enjoy the weekend, boys. You too. Good punting. A uh, couple of quick ones here. Hey, guys, La Paran, uh, Parane is running at Sydney tomorrow, Sharky. I didn't okay. see that. So uh, race number five tomorrow in Sydney. If you want to follow, Sharky's got a pretty good opinion of this galloper. It's a $7.50 chance for Mar Eustace. Uh, all right, Sharky, um, just finish off with your super-duper best of the weekend anywhere. Is there a little multi for the listeners out there? Uh, 
yeah, three bets I'm having at the Valley tomorrow will be on Francais in race three, Verdad in race seven, and Archo Nacho in race ten. They're the three I'm most keen on. Give it strength. Uh, you I enjoy so. you enjoy your Cox Plate weekend about plenty of winners. Good luck. Uh, that's the shark there. Uh, for those who want his quaddy numbers, two, three, first leg, six, Imperatrice, one out. Quaddy, one, four, five, ten, and eleven. And then we come home with two, three, and ten.